Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. And you may be saying to yourself, Mr. Patrick, Mr. Patrick Lally, I'm sitting here in my chair in my office. I am riding around in my car. I am working outside somewhere building America. And I got to tell you, it's not so grand and glorious out here. It's cold and it's uh, cloudy and there's some wind. And I would say true, true that is, but that is just the weather. That is not a reflection on the grandness or the gloriousness of the day here in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's what I would say. And I would say, you know what we're going to do instead? We're not going to worry about that weather. We're not going to worry about that cold. We're not going to worry about that wind. We're not going to worry about that cloudy, drizzly sky. Instead, we're going to spend the next couple hours engaging in some energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, and national news and politics. Uh, We'll talk about some weird signage, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Literature, history, some politics again. It's going to be a great day. In fact, it is going to be a grand and glorious day on the Patrick Lally Show. You know why? Because Uber producer Dan Peters is also here. That's just frosting on the old cake, as we like to say. So let it be written. So let it be done. (laughs) That, in fact, was the aforementioned Mr. Peters, and uh, he and I are very happy that you are out there listening to this program on Information 1000 KSOO or streaming live at KSOO.com or listening on the KSOO mobile app on your phone or tablet or the like. And we have Twitter at P. Lally Show. So you take all that together and what you have is a grand and glorious day. All right. You can't, you know, you just, you can't judge everything by the weather. Or you're going to lose it because the weather's going to be crappy. (laughs) <laughs> we got one nice day coming. What did you say? Th- 25 mile an hour north winds and 38 what? Yeah, once the warm weather, which will come tomorrow, hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out um, mild confidence that it's going to be 84 tomorrow. Then it's going to turn around to the north, 15 to 25 miles per hour. It's going to drop to about 38 afterwards. Strap it on, man. Here it comes. Good times. Good times. Well, another thing that we're doing to make this a a grand and glorious day is uh, we are continuing public input tonight down at Club David during the city council meeting. Uh, City council is back in action. I was looking at the agenda earlier. There's a couple things on there. Apparently, uh, we're going to give the veterans cemetery, we're going to give them that land. That's a deal. That's going to happen. I don't know that that will be particularly uh, controversial. But come on down, you know, we'll have our normal city council bingo, which it doesn't really matter what's on the agenda when you're playing city council bingo, you see. 
because there's a lot of other factors at play. And so we like to we like to have a good time down there with the city council bingo. And we'll be doing that. Of course, there'll be drink special. Uh, tonight's drink special, I think, let me see, it's the Kurt Soul from when he was on the show. Sale. Sale. <laughs> Kurt Sale. He was on the show uh, not so long ago, uh, last week. And I asked him, and he was just like, uh, you know, I think he might have said a Bud Light or something. So the, the drink special is a Miller Light, and I think there might be a little uh, freshener with that. I'm not sure what the freshener is. But it'll be in honor of Kurt and, uh, you know, his working man background. So he was, he seemed pleased with that. But he'll be over at City Council. He won't be with us. And we'll be watching on the on the big screens down there. Uh, we run the closed captioning uh, on some screens and not others. And then there's audio and then we talk. See, what this got to be, in, in tribute to his former profession as a firefighter, mm-hmm. you got to have like jalapeno poppers. <laughs> and then you wash it down. See, then your chaser is your Miller Lite. So you have the hot stuff, and you got to cool it down. That's a great idea. Maybe we can work that up. We'll see if my brother's listening, because he's he's the one who puts all this together down there at Club David, so North End Productions. Maybe maybe he can still make that happen. Yeah, I do not know if that is on the menu at Club David. Yeah, I, I, they have not. They have like, uh, 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 what are they called? Empanadas uh, from Nosh. Sure, but and you know pizza. That kind of thing. But maybe we could just have some, you don't even need uh, uh, poppers. You just need peppers. Just just take a little bite off a little something. There you go. Or some of those red flakes. Yeah. You know, the red flakes and <laughs> dump them in your hand. <laughs> That's the true Kurt sale, not soul sale. Uh, hey, did you see this, by the way? Oh, that will get underway by at 6.30-ish. Meeting starts at 7. Things usually start, because if you're going to play the bingo, you want to be there early. If you get there a little late, I can bring you up to speed on the bingo. Um, but, you know, come on down. It's, it's a good time. Right across from Town Hall on 10th Street. Um, they fired Paul Molitor, man. Did you see that? The Twins did? I did not see that. I knew that they had called a press conference. Yeah. Paul Molitor, gone. That's last, surprising. Eh, I know. Last year, manager of the year. This year, I mean, so they... they it did not live up to expectations, right? Clearly. No. And, and even though that the talent level may not have been this, and there were some injuries, mm-hmm. I think the the product, the 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 attention to detail just wasn't there. Yeah. You think that's it? I, that's That would be my guess. Set, what were they, 78 and 84? Yeah, 78, it, 84. You know, I mean, it wasn't a terrible record. Uh, three games go your way, you're, you know, right there. But... I don't know. 500 ball club, that's that's not enough to get it done, though, is it, in today's game? I don't know. Ask Ned Yost. He's the manager of the Royals, and they lost over 100, and he's coming back. Of course, he won a World Series not long ago. Yeah. You know, the ups and downs of the baseball world, things can turn on you pretty quick. How about them Brewers? So, wait a minute. So the Brewers and the so the Brewers beat the Cubs in the 163rd game, right? Right. That would so one of those teams was relegated to a wild card yeah. spot, and then the same with the Dodgers and the Rockies. Yeah. And who won that game? The Dodgers. Dodgers, right? Yeah, Dodgers. So the Rockies and the Cubs are playing. So now the playoffs, but that's a good. I mean, you don't want that wild that wild card game anymore. Is silly. So you play one game, right? That's it. One to go. 
And so then it's highly beneficial to win the division. Quite, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all going on today, right? Don't the playoffs start today? Yes. Yeah, in fact, I'm not sure if that, that might even be as we speak. I think it is. Playoff baseball. Probably over on ESPN 99.1. Playoffs. Playoffs. But don't leave. Uh, you can go listen to that later. Watch it. Whatever. You're here with us today on Information 1000 KSOO. We do appreciate it. And uh, because we have a fantastic show, um, we have librarian Amber Fick with the Siouxland Libraries. And uh, she is bringing in tow Augustana writer-in-residence and favorite of the Patrick Lally Show, Patrick Hicks. He's been on the show before. Awesome dude. And uh, they're going to be talking about this uh, four-part Big Sonya discussion series. And it's uh, an amazing story. And we'll get into that later in the show. Pat Powers of DakotaWarCollege.com is here. The Boon Man is our weird friend of the day. And I will have the P&L statement after the next break. Today's topic, preservation and conservation of natural wonder. It's true. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Twenty on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and it's time for the P&L Statement where we look through the news and uh, chat about things that catch our attention. And i got to tell you, the thing that has caught my attention just in the last few moments as I was perusing the news is a New York Times investigation, special investigation, uh, of uh, Donald Trump's... Uh, the headline is, Trump engaged in suspect Suspect tax schemes as he reaped riches from his father. It is a 13,000-word expose on Trump's uh, tax uh, schemes, essentially, in the 90s to uh, not pay taxes. Um, it's The subhead is the president long sold himself as a self-made billionaire, but a Times investigation found that he received at least $413 million in today's dollars from his father's real estate empire, much of it through tax dodges in the 1990s. So it's uh, the lead is President Trump participated in dubious tax schemes through the 1990s, including instances of outright fraud that greatly increased the fortune he received from his parents. An investigation by the New York Times has found. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to read all 13,000 words to you right now because, you know, uh, I don't have time for that. I don't think we have enough time on the whole show for that. But that's an enormous, if you're wondering how big 13,000 word story is, really big. Uh, in fact, there's a sidebar on this that basically summarizes the story for you in 11 takeaways from the Times investigation. And in there it says it's, it's one of the longest stories they've ever run in the New York Times. So I don't know what's in there yet, but that doesn't sound good, does it? So we'll be keeping an eye on that one. A um, uh, couple things. One, uh, on another, on a Times-related story, this is from the AP, Times said it was wrong to have Ryder on the Kavanaugh story. So there's a story about uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh, uh, during his Yale days, uh, getting interviewed after a bar fight. And, you know, the story's kind of innocuous, but one of the, um, one of the uh, bylines on this story 
is a woman who is an instructor at the Yale Law School and a writer for Times Magazine, uh, Emily Bazelon. And she had made uh, she had been uh, critical of, of of Kavanaugh when he was nominated, and she's not a like a Times staffer. She's a freelancer. She writes for the magazine, et cetera, et cetera. They made a mistake. I mean, clearly, she apparently went and picked up some documents. She's in New Haven, Connecticut. All right, that's not even that far from New York. It, you know, they could have had a somebody could have taken a train up to New Haven quick and gotten those documents. They didn't need to do that. It was dumb. That was just dumb. 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 But the thing I, I'm kind of interested in here is um, this is a story also from the AP lawmakers debate fix after conservation fund lapses. And this bothers me. All right. Because lead on the story, a popular program that supports conservation and outdoor recreation projects across the country expired after Congress could not agree on language to extend it. Lawmakers from both parties backed the land and water conservation fund. But the program lapsed Monday amid dispute over whether it's a renewal should be part of a broader package of land use and parks bills. Well, it's I I don't know. I it's it really bothers me because the the continuing degradation of the principles and the programs that we have built in this country to that that promote conservation, natural resource conservation and preservation, right? And uh we're opening up lands for development. We are uh basically uh, unfunding national parks projects. The other thing that came out in here is that uh, uh, this is uh, Republican Senators Rob Portman of Ohio and Lamar Alexander of Tennessee have this bill uh, in, the, in the committee that would use federal drilling royalties to create a multi-billion dollar maintenance fund for parks across the country. So there's Democrats, independent, everybody's on this bill. Uh, Senator Portman has said he's concerned about maintenance backlog now estimated at $12 billion in the national parks since he was budget director under George Bush a decade ago. We put something in the budget to deal with the backlog. Not enough, but Congress has tried in different ways. To me, it's about good stewardship. It's about saving tax dollars over the long term uh, with predictable funding for capital expenditures. We, have to, we aren't taking care of the parks we have, and we aren't doing anything to preserve the lands that, that aren't. You know, natural resource conservation is just desperately important in this country because for years and years and years we we treated it as a as a as a as a fund as a as a pocketbook to draw money out of right the land and there's multiple examples of us doing horrible things to our our resources right and we've seen it in the black hills strip mining in the black hills has anybody ever have you ever actually seen a strip mine in the black hills it's a disgusting disgusting sight and we need to not tear apart the earth for short-term monetary gain. And the, the reestablishment that they do, the, the, the uh, uh, recapturing of, of, it's terrible. It's terrible. And in the 80s, we had all those mines out there, right? In, in the Black Hills. And then most of them went broke. And... They're, you know, because the price of gold dropped so much. The process is horrible. It's horrible. It's not what we should have in the Black Hills. And when you see what they do when they reclaim the land afterwards, it's not the same, okay? You had the beautiful Black Hills there one instance, and then you have, you know, a grassy field the next. It's just, I mean, it's just ridiculous. 
And half the time these companies go broke anyway because it's just a bunch of speculators. So this, this latest thing, and you know maybe they'll get this fixed, but good gosh. Come on, man. Why are we always why are we always so quick to want to sell the land, to sell what's in the land, to to dig it up and at the expense of of what are beautiful natural resources, beautiful places in our nation that people have worked very hard since the time of Teddy Roosevelt to try and 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 capture a little bit of what was once a wonderful and beautiful place. But good God, if somebody thinks they can make a couple of Milski off it, tear it down. The legacy of gold mining in the Black Hills alone should be enough to give you pause that this is a bad idea. We don't need whatever it is. If somebody can convince me that whatever it is we're digging up, whether it's copper or or gold or oil or natural, you know, the, the shale uh, 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 fracking. If somebody can convince me that that's the only way to do it and that we're all going to perish from the earth, if that doesn't happen, okay, that's a different question. But that's not the question here. It's always for somebody's private short-term gain at the expense of the natural wonder that we've been blessed with. That's the PL on today's the bottom line on today's PL. You can agree or disagree with me, Patrick at KSO. Love to hear from you.com. Patrick at KSO.com. It's my email. Also on Twitter at P Lally Show. Coming up after the break, the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. We're gonna chat with the Boone Man. He's got some he's got some issues. Let's just say that. That's all next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Three thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and it's what is it, Tuesday? Oh, yeah, it's Boon Man Day on Weird Friends. Yeah. Boon Man, what's going on, man? Living the dream, trying to make a difference in people's lives. Oh. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, just you know, it's uh, it's been effective. Uh, it's kind of a good news, bad news thing, though. It's uh, I am I am generally making a difference in most people's lives I interact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's really a good difference. <laughs> Not, uh, oh, that's unfortunate. Hey, how'd your? Uh, I've been traveling a lot on the weekends. Yeah, you know, so I haven't been around. Uh, and so we, I haven't had time to, 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 how'd your, how'd your, uh, Steelers do this weekend? Not, uh, not good. Ugh. Not, uh, crushed. Bye. They're the Ravens. They're, uh, rivals. Sunday That's night. not good. Sunday night football. Um, yeah, I mean, the only good part was that I had, uh, I had wagered that direction. <laughs> you and had sensed. pretend wagering that I do. Yes. In the uh, in the uh, mock pools that you're involved with, yeah, that you, involved uh, no money whatsoever. No, yeah, twenty six fourteen. They lost to the Ravens uh, at home on Sunday night. Oh my! They're, God. they're struggling. They're struggling mightily. They're um, they're one two and one. You know, they tied with the Browns. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, the Ravens uh, surprisingly three and one for uh, you know yeah so we'll see but it's uh, it's early they could still be um, what thirteen two and one could go on a big run if they run the table that's not going to happen but they could you know they could still win ten games right uh, oh yeah 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 they could yeah, you know and I mean they're playing the Browns uh, in in the future here they're playing the uh, Falcons this weekend and the the Bungles the following weekend and the Browns. And yeah, so it'll be okay. And, yeah. Hope is not lost yet. No, no. And you know what? They're tired. They've won six Super Bowls. <laughs> Come on. What What do you expect, people? Tired. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope to make it, uh, hope to watch some uh, uh, NFL this weekend. So, All right. Yeah. Come yeah. on over to the cool. uh, That'd be great. cellar. That, so. the, the cellar, yep. Uh, hey, uh, uh, you know, you drive a lot. I do, yeah. I travel a lot. Um, have you, you go north and south. I know you go south a lot. So mostly south. Yeah, but do you get... The corridor to the south is heavily traveled. Do you get north much? I do. I've been up to, you know, Fargo, Grand Forks. Oh, sure. Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. uh, that swing. Yeah. So have you noticed these, uh, and I don't know why, they've been there a while. But these weird, when you're coming back into Sioux Falls from the north, right? This is are these the only place I see these things. No, they're no, no, no. They're 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 uh, they're on in ninety as well. They're they're everywhere. These or uh, the changeable copy. I see these things like in places that have actual traffic. So those signs yeah. that go over the interstate yeah. that say you know uh, traffic back ten minutes up. to this exit or car stalled in left lane. Yeah. You know, that kind of useful information. Right. We don't have any of that here. I have never once seen useful information. Uh, and these are permanent signs. Yeah. These aren't the portable move them in for construction kind of signs. These are permanent dactronic signs that could not have been cheap. No. No, you can get your people to figure out how much this costs. Yeah. I'll get Dan on that. I, I have never, ever seen. What I saw, you know, I saw on Interstate 29. Hmm. It's not a race. Leave some space. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what? Now I want to find out. There's a couple things I want to find out. Who is the sucker at the state of South Dakota that bought that deal? Yeah. And who's the who's the sales rep that did it? Because <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that is one dynamite sales rep. I need that. That man or woman on my squad <laughs> selling stuff. That's right. Either guy can sell iced Eskimos. Yeah, that's what I want. Uh, ketchup popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves. <laughs> well, that's what we need. Uh, uh, yeah. I've not heard that one. <laughs> now, there, and, and I'll tell you, I did a little research on it because when I saw that sign, mm-hmm. uh, it just made me think, what, what? And, and okay, so what we want? Why? Why do we have these useless messages up there? Mm-hmm. And secondly, where do they get these these uh, crafty sayings? Are we also paying some, uh, you know, uh, Madison Avenue uh, yeah. media firm to come up with these? It's not a race. Leave some space. No, fortunately, we're apparently not because there is a. You can go online and download a PDF of hundreds of crafty. I don't know if they if they had everybody submit theirs or what, but there's a lot out there. Um, a six inch bruise is better than six feet under. Buckle up. <laughs> that's that's one that's on the list. Better to arrive late than never. Drive carefully. 
Here's another, that's another useless message that yeah. you have up there. Mm-hmm. Anger is one letter away from danger. Ah. Gently. <laughs> You're not a firework, so don't drive lit. <laughs> Buckle up. YOLO. What? Oh, man. Oh, you know, YOLO. You only live once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know that lingo. If your eyes are sagging, pull over your wagon. <laughs> Is that that one's a, a bit too close to if the vans are rocking, don't bother knocking, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, deck the halls, not the guy who cut you off. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, did you run out of blinker fluid is another one that's uh, one of those crafty. Again, and, you know, it's, it's dangerous because whenever I see a sign like that, I always make sure that I look and then I read it and then it's like, I just read a fortune cookie. It's <laughs> useless, and I've looked away from the road for it. That's right. Yeah. Now the the like I suppose what they're there for the justification is for or maybe like closures, you know, like in the winter blizzards and that kind of thing, right? So yeah. I mean, you could justify it for I, maybe they use it for that. Never, I've never seen it. Well, yeah, I've seen that, but I mean, then I already know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And then the barricade is, you know, the barricade is the big tip-off. Yeah, the big arm over the it's interstate big, and the blinking light. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big one there. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. But you know what, <laughs> as I was doing the research looking for, you know, where these stupid things come up from, you know, the big thing that happens a lot, and I have not seen it, but a lot of the um, uh, the, the signs, well, these signs and then the construction ones, uh, they're apparently, I don't know how to do it, but apparently they're relatively easy to hack. Really? And so people will get in there to those construction ones with the, you know, the, the, yeah. the those signs. Um, I like where this is going. Well, there's pictures of them out there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you, you can Google it up on the Internet. Uh, you'll never get to work on time. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> the construction zone. Uh, honk if you're wearing a thong. Um, uh, this one must have been up in Boston because it said the roads are wicked slippery. <laughs> uh, OMG, the British are coming. Uh, live nudes ahead. And the guy, the, the, the picture that I saw, the guy was out there to fix it, and it looked like he was kind of kind of half hoping that it was actually true. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, free kittens in left lane. Um, <laughs> oh right, right lane closed. Expect rainbows. Oh, <laughs> free candy ahead. Oh my God! Flying so, ahead. Do you think you have to be on site? You know what I mean? Yeah. To hack into I, these things, or can you probably, do it remotely? Close enough. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. No, I bet you don't, because I'm sure that it is that it is uh, a Wi-Fi. Type of a a, a, mm-hmm. a Wi-Fi you know, where they can do that remotely, Bluetooth remotely. Well, that's too that's too close. It would need to have it would need to have a, an internet connection and then a wireless connection to the internet. So I would say on a job site they probably have Wi-Fi for the construction workers, mm-hmm. um, the job trailer mm-hmm. the equipment that the um, the road crews use that equipment with the, all the laser leveling mm-hmm. and lights and angles and all that stuff. I would say it probably is is connected to the internet through Wi-Fi, and uh, some person that lives in their mom's basement and and uh, mm-hmm. plays Doom and lights farts, uh, they probably uh, can hack into that. The and, Russians, 
So that's exactly the Russians could do that too. They're going to cause chaos in our nation by taking over all the road signs. Chaos with a K. <laughs> yeah. so, um, like yeah. a Bond movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, like more like a Get Smart movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Get Smart. I forgot that. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's, that's pretty a cool. and the another thing, move for another another ep- another exciting episode would be all the distractions of stuff that's in cars now. I mean, you you tell me that you couldn't drive any car built before nineteen. 19- 99 mm-hmm. or 2000 that you couldn't without even looking down change the radio station right um blinkers change, anything you know change the temperature of uh the the heat or cold or what vent it comes out just by feel mm-hmm. I mean, you could know that, okay this knob makes it hot or cold and this knob you know makes it come out the defrost or mm-hmm. the vent to the floor and you wouldn't even have to look no you just reach over and do that and you know, you wouldn't even have to look. Now, I, uh, it is, uh, these things do everything, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that'll be, that's my next major beef that I'm working on, because they do rent a lot of cars. Touchscreens. Yeah, touchscreens. They like, have all, I mean, they do everything, control everything. It's not just the phone, after all. Yeah. The phone's no, bad phone. enough, and yeah, the phone's terrible. Exactly. Right. No, that, that's the part, you know, I always use the hands-free, the Bluetooth, mm-hmm. on the phone. Yeah. And that, so that is of no distraction to me. Even texting and emailing, it is all by voice. Yeah. I don't even have to do it. I don't push anything. You do it all by voice. Your ne- eyes never because leave I, the road. I, can, I can't. If I need to change the radio station because, like, an Elton John song comes on, yeah, exactly. I've got to change it. I mean, that's that definitely needs to be changed. Yep. Elton John or Rod Stewart, come on, I need <laughs> to change it. And, uh, you know, i got to look at it and... That's, I mean, know. I got to get the instructions out and then look at it. Well, and then there's no presets because it's a rental, right? So then you lose your. So then you're like, how do you even change? I don't. Uh, somebody make this. I got a long list of beefs on that deal. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll come back to that. Hey, I have another question for you though. So can yeah. you hang in there? All right. Yeah. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand. KSOO. Three fifty-one on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. We are chatting with the Boon Man today on Weird Friends, and uh, you know, we got a few minutes left here, Boon Man. I wanted to ask you though about you know because you're you're we were talking about cars, right? Yeah. And and you like cars. You're a car guy, yeah, right. And you, generally speaking, you like big cars, you know, yeah. muscle cars, right? I mean, that's or luxury machines. Which, I'm a wide load as well, you know, so yeah. I, need, I need some room. So, <laughs> uh, my question for you is, uh, are you on board, like, with the, y- y- the this whole electric car thing, like a Tesla? See, a Tesla to me seems like something you might be interested in. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I just think the issue there is, I mean, it's not, it's, uh, my, my thought on it is, that, you know, it's not a magical, you know, deal. I mean, they, they run on electricity, you mm-hmm. have to charge them up we, you know, go to electric cars, we're going to need a lot more electricity generated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a good chunk of that is from coal and natural gas. Mm-hmm. And, and there's issues there. And, and then it also doesn't solve you know, a lot of the issues of, 
you know, the pollution aspect of vehicles, a lot of that comes from tires and brakes. It isn't just coming out of the tailpipe. Um, because you've got to throw away the tires. Well, that and all, not only that, but the, you know, the friction on the road, of ah. the brake, you get the brake dust, you get the tire, the, the tire particles in the air for the friction. You know, when you wear out your tires, where mm-hmm. is that going? Mm. I mean, it's going into the atmosphere. I mean, the tires are still putting that out. The brakes are still putting that out because they're basically petroleum-based products. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're just you know, just they're burning up or just you know dusting away. Because a tire will burn, as you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it will. But uh, and if you're going to burn a tire, do it at night. So, yeah, just for public relations. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, put it at the bottom of the stack. Burn it at night. There you um, go. Uh, but, and then, you know, batteries, you know, they don't last that long. Uh, they're expensive to replace, resale value of the vehicle. What See, do you do with the batteries? Because they're nasty batteries. They're big. And, they, I mean, they're full of nasty stuff. And, you know, how do you Lithium. That? And, you know, there's just a lot of issues. So you, you're not on board then? Is that I what I'm don't get there, uh, you know, but I don't know. It's not the, the, the be-all answer to it. Plus the fact that, you know, there's gazillions of cars out there right now. Oh, God. Not as if everybody's going to suddenly switch to... Well, then if we do, what do we do with all those old cars? We just junk them? I don't know. The you know, cars are so crazy. Because you know, we were talking about muscle cars. Mm-hmm. This I, I drove a Ford Explorer last week mm-hmm. with, a, I don't know, 3.5 liter Echo EcoBoost, the six cylinder in it, that would just leave my smoking satellite, <laughs> your duster, in, the, in its dust <laughs> in any fashion. Quarter mile, you know, off the line doesn't matter. It was, it, it's just this. It's incredible what cars do. And I, uh, I, I drove a Camaro SS. I don't know. It's like four hundred horsepower. Oh God! It's just insane how fast the car is. See, we were allegedly grew up during the muscle car era, and they were out there, but not the ones we had. My no, the, the smoking uh, no. the, or the uh, the duster, you'd stand you'd stand on the gas, and there'd be about a two second delay. Yeah. And then it, you know, it was not. Now, did that have the slant six or did that have the three? No, I had three eighteen. Yeah, it broke the engine mounts off at that one time. Yeah, but that wasn't the, because of the power. Yeah. Um, hey, Boonman, uh, thanks a lot. We'll take up this. Yeah. We're going to take up this car thing again. All right. Yeah, we'll talk about the the features and the electrical deal. Yeah. All right. Sounds all right. good. Talk to yep. you later. Bye. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat with Pat Powers from Dakota War College. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Announcements with guitar! 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. On Friday, it's the Sertoma Beer Fest, 6.30 to 9.30 at CJ Calloway's. Enjoy featured beers from Sam Adams and local breweries along with light appetizers. There'll be all auction items up for bid. Tickets are 40 bucks and support the Sioux Falls Noon Sertoma Mission to help with hearing and speech impairments. Good event. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, it's Pat Powers of WarCollege.com. We'll talk politics on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOL. Left his woman in the grave, nothing but a pain in the side. 407 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and uh, about once a week we talk with Pat Powers from the Dakota War College blog from his base up in the beautiful city of Brookings, South Dakota. I say that, uh, I I muster up all the good feeling I can get for 
the community of Brookings because it's the home of SDSU, but I try not to hold that against it. Pat, how you doing? <laughs> doing doing great. Doing great. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long lead in to my normal uh, uh, Brookings uh, anti-SDSU bias, which I have to slip in about once a day, at, this time at your expense. Um, the uh, uh, So we're in the middle. We're, we're, we're like a month out from from the fi- from the vote finally uh things are finally they're getting very serious now aren't they statewide well you know you're you're starting to see people test out uh test out messages and 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 they're trying to see where their opponents might be vulnerable uh you know christie's been out there defining her opponent uh you know i i heard uh, a couple of nights ago that we had, uh, there was a, uh, a kind of a push pull out against Dusty Johnson. So his, his opponents are out there. Uh, I, I've also uh, heard some testing in the uh, AG's race coming from uh, from those supporting Democrats. So you know, there's there's lots of that stuff. Uh, you know, the Republican Party kicked out a postcard against uh, Corey Heidelberger in District Three, and I'm sure we'll see more coming from that. Uh, you know, there it's it's kind of it's starting to happen. It's starting to get to be a real campaign now. And everybody has, uh, you know, y- you kind of keep your powder dry because you don't want to waste a bunch of money, uh, particularly if you don't have deep, deep pockets. Now, Christy Noem has pretty deep pockets. Um, at at the same time, um, she, you know, the, you don't want to react to something that's not there, right? You want to stay consistent, and and I, I'm sure she's been spending some money, but it hasn't been this huge uh television buy um no well and and that's uh you know that's what christie's advantage in the race is is that she's got such high name identification just going through the primary having represented us in congress for a number of years so so she doesn't have to try to introduce herself to the voters whereas billy sutton does Mm-hmm. And of course, you come to this uh, as a, a, a campaign professional uh, uh, working for many Republican candidates, just to be clear. But uh, it's it's interesting that um, now Sutton has some new TV ads, right, uh, that I, I on uh, dealing with with uh, uh, government ethics and the 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 perception of corruption. You know, I always have an issue with that word. But um, how effective can he be without? Um, a lot of money and doesn't matter because uh, Christy Noem's not uh, part of state government right now. She's in federal government. Well, you know, uh, Billy Sutton's out criticizing how they do business in peer, even though he's been part of how they do business in peer for how many, uh, how many sessions now. So, you know, he's, he's trying to run against a, a big amorphous concept and, and trying to say, well, he's a, he's above the fray. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how effective those are, those ads are or are not. Uh, you know, I, Washington probably has a a higher negative than Pierre does, but he, he's not trying to run against Christie directly. He's trying to just run against the Republican administration mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know how how much traction he's going to get on that. And this part, it's it's part of this. It's sort of a companion piece almost, but the the Amendment W uh, campaign also uh, getting very active. Um, those those issues of the trust in state government, um, they're out there. 
We know they're out there. It's a matter of how you latch onto it. And how difficult is it from a campaign professional's perspective to, to, to make a case against something that's kind of undefined? Well, you know, in, in South Dakota, and I've, I've said it many times, we're South Dakota nice. You know, we, we don't want to cast a discouraging word on our, on our fellow man, but it's, so it's a lot easier to run against a, a big concept than it is, you know, for Billy Sutton to attack Christy Nome directly. Uh, you know, it, he, he's, he's just running against, you know, the, the big, the big bad in peer. And so that, that way he, he doesn't have to attack her directly. You know, I, I don't know how effective it, it will be or won't be, you know, we'll find that out in about a month. Yeah, exactly. Now we've got a bunch of debates coming up. Um, the, there's not, I'll say there's not as many debates, uh, as the, maybe there have been in past years with some higher profile races, et cetera. But we are, we are coming into a few debates here in the gubernatorial race and the house race uh, on, on some of the more major, uh, the larger television uh, outlets. How big a deal is that going to be for the candidates at this point? Well, um, you know, I, I, I think it's, uh, I, I think people will be looking forward to it because there, there just haven't been a lot of opportunities to judge them on a, uh, each on a on a head to head basis, um, you know. I, I think that'll that might be the the first real test of of where the campaign's going. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of I don't know. Has it seemed uh, a, a little slow to you? I, I don't know how else to put it. It just seems a little bit low key. The whole thing, you know, the whole well, season. It, well, it it has it has. You know, I and, and you're right. Every everybody is kind of keeping their powder dry. They're they're conserving their campaign dollars and, until we until we get down to it. Uh, what what's been interesting for me to observe, and, and I think I admit, alluded to it last week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Republican organization is is kind of jumped on all this early voting and mm-hmm. and they're making their push and and I, I don't know that the state Democrat Party has really seemed geared up for it. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're seeing a one sided push on early voting and. And, uh, you know, we'll have uh, lip service on it from a few Democrat candidates, but otherwise they, they just don't seem to be doing anything about it except saying, go vote early. Well, it depends on the individual candidate, too, doesn't it? I mean, some of these folks may have to take it into their own hands uh, in terms of trying to get people out to vote. You know, what's interesting to me, uh, it, it seems like uh, as, as sort of um, frazzled as the state Democratic Party is, that there, the Democrat candidates in the city of Sioux Falls seem to be more aggressive, enthusiastic this time around, and I don't know if that's going to translate to wins, certainly. But they've got candidates, and they they're visible in ways that maybe Democrats weren't in the city before. So um, I put that I I attribute that to some new uh, first time uh, younger candidates who are like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it on my own. Well, I, I, and I think you, you, what people need to keep in mind is that there's really two South Dakotas when it comes to political races. There's Sioux Falls, which is a, a fairly traditional urban area like you might see in, in Minnesota or, or mm-hmm. Nebraska. You know, you have Sioux Falls, and then you have everybody else. And so you've got that, that market, media market in mm-hmm. Sioux Falls. You know, you, you, it's an it's a urban environment, so... 
you know, it tends to be a little more moderate. And then again, you've got you've got the rest of South Dakota, mm-hmm. which is still, uh, you know, it's it's a completely different race. Yeah, I'm just seeing a lot more yard signs. And you know, uh, back in back in the old days, uh, my old friend Dave Kranz, uh, rest his soul. What he, one of his indi- he would just go count yard signs, you know, just to get an indicator on how hard a candidate was working, and. It just seems to me that that the the Democrats I'm seeing this year in this they're just individually working harder than maybe some of the Democrats did in the past because frankly used to be kind of a void so that that's well, an interesting and I, fact. Well, I, and I think part of that is the fact it's a it's a midterm election for Republicans, so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a little tougher time for us this year. Mm. Maybe not in the state of South Dakota, but broadly. <laughs> Uh, we'll, well, we'll see yeah, how it goes. It's hard for the Democrats, though, honestly, it's hard for the Democrats to lose any more ground in South Dakota. Well, you, you know, when you're at, at bo- rock bottom, there's only one place to go, and that's up. Yeah, in the, in the legislature in particular. Um, we're going to come back and talk more with Pat Powers from the DakotaWarCollege.com after this short message. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Okay. 422 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we're chatting here with Pat Powers of the DakotaWarCollege.com blog out of Brookings, South Dakota, where he writes about uh, primarily from the Republican side, well, not primarily, exclusively from the Republican side of the aisle, Pat. So here's my question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you ready? You ready? Okay. Kavanaugh. I'm ready. Kavanaugh, does he make it? Yes or no? You know, I... I, I want to think people are better than they come across on uh, uh, cable TV shows. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm would hope yes, because if if we're going to to start to review people's backgrounds back to the time when when they're in high school uh, and and take issue with their conduct at uh, at high school parties, I I. I think we're in trouble as a country well you know i uh i've said on this program that i am the same age as mr kavanaugh and i also went to a catholic school and uh all those things and so the experience is not unfamiliar to me uh short of of the allegations of sexual assault um uh, a lot of bad things happened but it's also not surprising to me that when this is this is the question that's always interesting to me uh when people say well it's gotten political well that's because it's politics, right? And I understand it's the Supreme Court. It's supposed to be at some measure above that, but it never has been and it never will be, right? I mean, it's always going to be about politics. It's, I agree. It's, it's always political. It's, you know, you, the, it was political when uh, Republicans decided to wait until President Trump came in mm-hmm. uh, for the for the new Supreme Court justice. Uh, it, it's always political, and and you're they're they're playing the game. Democrats want to stretch this out past midterms, if if not uh, even farther. So you know they're they're jockeying for position and power, but you know you 
you know, this this seems to have a, a little different flavor of where they don't, uh, you know, they really don't care about destroying a person personally, you know, on on either side. Uh, you know, they're they're a little a little less concerned about that uh, than than anything. Mm-hmm. Well, do you? Uh, it's 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 also um, interesting to me that. Uh, in his in his testimony, Mr. Kavanaugh uh, did raise some very partisan issues, and I and I don't know if that's going to help him or hurt him. I but he recognized that and said, you know, this is the Democrats, this is Bill Clinton, this is the Clintons. I mean, he raised some really uh, old and deeply ingrained partisan scars by doing that. And I'm wondering if, in his best interest, even though he believed it. Saying it sort of pulled him back into that world. Well, it, it 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 certainly didn't help. No, and I think if he would have just said, you know, I I I'm mad about this without saying, oh yeah, I worked for Ken Starr, by the way. You know, I mean, it was a bad thing to bring up. It did not make people very happy. But so in the end, you. Th- think you'll make it you don't you're you're still wondering what do you I, think? I think i i'm i'm gonna think it's it's going to be a pretty close vote but i think he will make it there you go that's the uh prediction we'll come back next week and chat with pat powers from south dakota war college or i'm sorry it's dakota war college i always throw the south on there and that's that's not the name of the blog pat it's well it's it is south dakota war college but the url is dakota war college there you go want people to have to type something. Yeah, exactly. You just type in Dakota, you'll be all right. Uh, I appreciate your time, sir. Well, thanks for having me, and, and we'll see you next week. Cool. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with uh, Patrick Hicks, who is the author, I'm sorry, writer-in-residence at Augustana College and librarian Amber Fick about a program that's coming up, the Big Sonia Discussion Series. It's very interesting, so stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000. K-S-O-O. Take the world like kings. 434 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 K-S-O-O. And I am very happy to have back in the studio with me, Patrick Hicks. He's the, I always want to say author, writer-in-residence at Augustana University. And with him, Amber Fick, who's a librarian with the Siouxland Library uh, System. And uh, thanks, guys, for being coming in today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, My pleasure. So uh, uh, you guys uh, are teamed together because the um, library system is, has this uh, uh, presentation called the Big Sonia Discussion Series. And so it's four parts. Uh, this is the first part, and we're going to have somebody on before every part. So this is a, sort of our introduction, introduction to the series. Yeah. But, Amber, you're going to have to tell us exactly why, what is the Big Sonia Discussion Series. Sure. So Big Sonia um, is a documentary about a woman who um, in her teen years was in um, in a concentration camp. And the um, the documentary about her talks about how that impacted her life. And then when she immigrated to the U.S. with her husband, who also had been in a concentration camp, how they built a life together and had to live with that every day, but how they were still you know, successful in, in their endeavors. 
And the um, documentary is really interesting in that it doesn't only just have this component of what your life is after being in a concentration camp, but there are so many other aspects to it. Um, Sonia, the main character, is in her 90s, so she's dealing with some end-of-life things that come up when you get to be that age. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have one of our sessions is discussing ethics and elder care. Um, Then we're talking about um, treating everyone with respect and dignity. That's our second series Mm -hmm. um, or discussion in the series. Um, And then we're going to be talking about religion in general. So, yeah, there's just so many avenues from this. And the first session is this Sunday uh, at the downtown library, right? Downtown branch. Uh, 1.30 to 4 p.m. on Sunday. So you'll you'll watch the film, right? Yes. And then and then uh, have the discussion. Yes. And this week, uh, you've brought in our other guest here, Patrick Hicks, writer-in-residence at Augustana University. And you're there because uh, you have done a lot of research and written on uh, uh, subjects related to the Holocaust. Uh, so how does this um, this movie and your uh, latest book and I'm going to say this word wrong, but it's the commandant of Lubicek. Lubicek. Uh, good enough. Everyone pronounces it wrong. So what is fine. it? What is it really? Lubizech. Lubizech. So, yes. <laughs> See, uh, how do how does that how do these two things work together in your mind? Uh, yeah, your sure. work in this film. Well, it is a remarkable documentary about a woman that suffered greatly and lost members of her family, and then immigrates to the United States, and then. You know, she has all of these memories in her head, uh, and it's about her end of life and how she is still sort of giving back to the community, and that's really powerful. So once the documentary is over, that's when we'll have a discussion where I have done an awful lot of research on the Holocaust. I've spent 30 hours in Auschwitz doing research, and I visited the camps of uh, Medanik and um, Sonia, the subject of this documentary, was at both Auschwitz and mm-hmm. Medanik. So I've been, and I've been to a number of the other concentration camps in Poland and also in Germany. So I'll be there to facilitate uh, Q&A uh, where uh, people can ask questions about the Holocaust and I'll give, I'll give answers and I'll probably maybe so, show a few photos of what Auschwitz and Majdanek look like today mm-hmm. because the camps have been preserved for uh, evidential reasons and for commemorative reasons as well. And your last two books uh, have been uh, historic fiction essentially, right? Yeah. Or, you know, based, I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're, telling real, you're telling stories about real people but they're 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 fiction. Yes. And and but you've had to do all this research to get inside the minds yeah. of of the folks involved. What did you learn if anything by watching this film that was revelatory to you after even doing all this research? What's not surprising to me is how Sonia Varsharvsky, the subject of the documentary, how she moves through the day and she's haunted. Um, or has to live with the images of that are in her head about what happened at Auschwitz and Majdanek. And, you know, she talks about the tattoo, which is still on her forearm. But it, watching her is just a, another reminder of just this almost unbelievable bravery that these survivors have um, to get up every morning in spite of what you have experienced and to go forward with kindness and optimism is a level of humanity and bravery that I, I'm not sure a lot of people can rise to. So yeah. it's a remarkable documentary for that reason. And also, uh, it's a measure guilt, survivor's guilt, right? Every day was something you've been given that so many people that you knew, yeah. family, friends, did not get. 
Yeah, and so many of the books that we have in the Holocaust, so many of the documentaries we have as well, that's exactly what people will say. They might not use the phrase survivor's guilt, but mm -hmm. they will often say, I survived from dumb luck. I wasn't better or smarter or faster or, or braver. I, I just survived and, and millions didn't. And how to square that must be a challenge. And mm -hmm. it's a challenge I don't think we can answer, but I think we can, we can listen mm -hmm. and, and watch a documentary like this. And then try and make something out yeah. of your life. Yeah. yeah, yes. That's amazing. We're going to come right back and talk more with Patrick Hicks, who is the writer-in-residence at Augustana University, and Amber Fick, who is librarian with the Siouxland Library System, and uh, talk more about this series, this discussion series that's coming up, the first of four sessions this Sunday at Downtown Library in Sioux Falls, one thirty to 4. We'll include the 30-minute film, Big Sonia. So we'll come back and chat more. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. 444 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And we have been chatting here with Patrick Hicks, who's the writer-in-residence at Augustana University, and Amber Fick, who's a librarian with the uh, Siouxland Library Systems, about a series that he, uh, the first installment discussion series is this Sunday at the Downtown Library, 130 to 4. Uh, it's on uh, surrounding this film called Big Sonia, which is a documentary based on a Holocaust survivor and really a fascinating film. So the first week, uh, uh, Amber, is with Mr. Hicks here, who's uh, a, a lot of research on the Holocaust. Uh, but it's not just a Holocaust movie. It's not, that's not four weeks on, 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 on just uh, uh, World War II. Uh, this yeah. is kind of an interesting part of it. So every Sunday in October, you're going to have a different topic. So what are the rest of them? Sure. So um, Sunday the 14th, um, and these programs don't start quite as early after our first one where we're actually showing the documentary. The following three start at 2 o'clock rather than 1.30. Mm -hmm. um, Sunday the 14th, we'll have city attorney Colleen Moran will be talking about discrimination and um, how we can ensure fair treatment for and, all residents. And Colleen runs the uh, Human Relations Office for yes. the City of Sioux Falls, so yep. she deals with those issues every day. She does, yeah. yes. She's definitely an expert. So that's next. That's the next week, the yep. 14th? Yep, and then following that on the 21st, um, the topic is an introduction to three major world religions. So we'll have three faith leaders from the area. Um, we've got a pastor in the Christian faith, um, someone coming to talk about Judaism and then Islam, and they'll just be talking about kind of the basic tenets mm -hmm. and guiding principles of each of those religions. So that should be a, an interesting conversation, discussion among the community. And then finally, our last Sunday, we'll be talking about ethics and elder care. And this is where that end of life topic comes into play. Um, we'll have some, we've got the executive director of a Sarah Care Hospice, Holly mm -hmm. Hines, she'll be there. Um, we have a, a hospice nurse, someone who, um, a funeral home director will be joining us as well on that panel. Um, and that should also be probably some hard discussions in that one, yeah. but important for everyone. But it's amazing film in that it's this uh, big Sonia does touch on all these different topics. Uh, and so where did this, whose idea was this? How, how does this, yeah. why is the library doing this? Yeah. I guess is the question. So the library, um, one of our, our big things that we are about is community engagement and being a place where we can foster these sort of conversations among um, all the residents of Sioux Falls. And we want to 
you know, be a place where you can have these conversations and um, learn something from, you know, other people in the community. So this fits right in with our, our mission. Um, we've got great staff at the library, and this was um, some of our staff at the Cayley branch found this documentary and we're like, hey, this has so many potential conversations that we can have. It's just such a, a deep topic um, that they set up all of these discussions. Um, and yeah, it should yeah. be a really, a really great series. And we'll be previewing each of them here on the yep. show uh, yep. as they, I, I'm not sure if we're doing them on, on uh, Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but some on Wednesdays, Tuesdays, right in that slot. Uh, so we'll look, be looking for those, and we'll tell people about that coming up. Patrick Hicks, you are, of course, a writer in residence at Augie, and you write about the Holocaust and uh, uh, in different forms. Um, do you get the sense, and, and, and you're a writer, you know, you're not... Yeah. You're not a historian, no, right? No, you're not a you're not a, a philosopher king. You are a, a, you <laughs> no. are a writer, uh, but do you get a sense that uh, at all that the 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 lessons, the ideas, the 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 emotional uh, impact of of the Holocaust is is fading? I uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, and what I mean by that is I'm I'm fully aware that we're slowly losing our survivors. Um, Sonia, the subject of this movie, um, she was a teenager when she was liberated from Auschwitz. So the survivors that are with us today, by and large, they were either children or teenagers. So already we've lost adult voices. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are very few adult voices that have survived the Holocaust. And at some point in time, I would say, you know, in the next maybe two decades, we'll read a headline that says, you know, the last Holocaust survivor dies. And in that sense, our understanding of the, that, that event will, will forever be changed. In the same way that we have no eyewitnesses to the American Civil War or World War One, you know, his, history fundamentally changes when there are no more witnesses to that history. So that's one reason why it's so important that we record these lives after they've experienced the Holocaust for for the future. So I I, I, I see great great value in this film, not just for today because it speaks directly to the forces of hatred that are out there today, but it. It's an important historical document that will continue on decades from now. Do you feel an added responsibility when you're doing the work then to try and portray uh, the Holocaust because your books um, will live beyond you? Right? I hope. I hope, yeah. And, and you are conveying what you believe to be a truthful uh, version of history through fiction. Yeah. And do you feel that responsibility? Very much. I feel an enormous weight to get it right, because um, all very often people will approach um, a novel, for example, and they might understand a snapshot in history better by reading, say, Charles Dickens or uh, The Red Badge of Courage might help them understand the American Civil War or something like that. So uh, weirdly, even though fiction is made up, it can make us understand historical periods better than his, than history books can. So by that measure, I feel enormous responsibility to get the story as accurate as, as I possibly can, uh, not just chronologically, but more than that, emotionally and psychologically, or at least as best as I can as someone who was born many decades after the Holocaust happened. Now, uh, you're, you're a man of, of mid-40s? Where are you land in your age? You're, just, don't you have to you're very kind to me. Yeah, yes, okay. I am in my 40s. Yeah. Uh, I'm 48. 48. Yeah. Uh, I know when I was growing up, Okay, and I'm 53. I'm not that. It was still kind of alive, you know. Yeah. The the notion of World War II was still something that was very much with us, and I, 
I've just sort of realized this lately that it's not anymore. You know, it is, it is very much part of history and that's a strange thing to go through. And it's gotta be even stranger for people who are even older than me to think that, to think that people don't even really have an understanding of what I've been through. Uh, do you get that sense from this movie at all that, that her understanding of her past and what she experienced is just going away. Is that, is that part of the theme here? I think one of the interesting things about this documentary is um, that it follows Sonia as she's going out to schools and to prisons and to other places mm. to tell her story. And her kind of reason for doing this is that if she can have a positive impact on one life, then that will, she'll have served her purpose. Um, and this film follows some of the people that she does her presentation to or that she talks to. And there's one teen girl in particular who is really deeply impacted by this. She has no real concept of World War II just based on how mm-hmm. her age, she certainly wasn't alive when it was happening. It was definitely more my grandparents' issue kind of a situation, but her life is still impacted by Sonia's story. And then she, I think, funded a some sort of company to go out and do these talks herself mm-hmm. as a teenager. So wow. I think even though the specific history is maybe not as prevalent in everyone's life day to day, it still is definitely having an impact on people in these kind of carrying on the story ways. And we'll be watching the movie Sunday uh, at one thirty, right? Yes. At the downtown library. It's free. It is free. Yep. The whole um, series is free. Just come and hang out. Free. Yeah. If you're able to, we would appreciate if you could register just to save your spot. Um, so we make sure we have enough chairs and yeah. don't go beyond capacity. You can do that on our website. That's sulandlib.org. Um, and if you, if you miss the film, we'll have it available to check out after the fact. Yeah, so, so that's awesome because yeah. you can't get this film anywhere else. No, yeah. It's not on Netflix. It's just on DVD. It's on DVD now. and you guys have copies to rent. We do have copies, yeah. Stop by any library. You can get on the list for that. Oh, that's great. And then uh, it's this Sunday, the next three following Sundays, the series continues. Um, you can get all the information there at sulandlib.org. Yes. And uh, uh, what have I left out? Patrick, you've got uh, your, your two books uh, you've got 10 books total. Is that right? Something like that. Holy cow. More than 10. More than 10. <laughs> and But the latest, the last two are historic fiction based on the Holocaust, which, and they are, remind people. Well, there's The Commandant of Lubezich, which we were talking about, and uh, my my most recent novel is um, being shopped around right now. And the, But it's also about the Holocaust, and I, I hope to sign a contract soon. Got it. That's what you've been doing your research on. Uh, yes. You're yep. in Germany not so long That's ago. correct, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, both of you, thank you very much for being here. If people need more information, they can get the links on Twitter at P. Lally Show. Google it. You'll find it. Go to the discussion series. We're going to talk about it more in future weeks. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks It's a pleasure. Us. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about tomorrow and the rest of the week here. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. This Friday is first Friday. Everybody, always a great night in downtown Sioux Falls. It's a special day of dining, shopping, and entertainment. 
in our beautiful city. Events include the Art and Wine Walk, which is always fun. Artists of the Black Hills at Rayfeld's Gallery. Trivia at Pave and more. Free admission to the Kirby Science Discovery Center and the Visual Arts Center. For more information on this and any other event in the Sioux Empire, see our listing at KSO.com. Coming up tomorrow, Dr. Christopher Sumi, who's with Sanford Health. We're going to talk about the Nobel Prize in Medicine. That'll be cool. Theo Miller-Ryan, the Outdoor Campus, will be with us. And Scott Hudson is our weird friend of the day. We'll see you then, three to five weekdays, the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.